the Memphis Grizzlies told that man, Dylan Brooks, hey, look, you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. They said under no circumstances will Dylan Brooks be back with the team. And as far as game one, Anthony Davis showed us that at his best, he is a top three player in this league. Gold State versus the Lakers is living up to all the hype so far. Man, what is up? What is up? You already know what it is, man. Welcome to another episode of the Vance Barnes Show. I am him. He is me. Glitch in the Matrix, your host, Vance Barnes, man. Appreciate y'all tapping in with me. Let's get right into it, man. We, we all saw the news yesterday. The Memphis Grizzlies. Man, they told that man, Dylan Brooks, under no circumstances will you be back, right? They said, under no circumstances will we resign Dylan Brooks. And let's be honest, nobody wants to see anybody lose their jobs. I know sports, and especially professional sports with how we're fans and how the media, like, it's, it's a little different than somebody losing their average Joe job. But nobody wants to see anybody, quote unquote, lose their jobs. But we was all a little happy when we seen that, right? We was all we was all a little happy when the, when we seen the Grizzlies say they weren't re-signing Dylan Brooks, right? Um, I just believe that if you're Dylan Brooks, you gotta just eat that one, right? It, you make your bed, you have to lie in it. I'll say it again. You, if you make your bed, you're gonna have to lie. You're the one that has to lie in it. You know, I'm gonna reiterate, and I've been saying this time and time and after again. It's probably not gonna. It's not going to sound great after, you know, the game that Draymond, the quiet game that Draymond had last night against L.A., but that doesn't take away the fact of what Draymond has done over his career with the Warriors, right? But like I said, I'm going to say it again. Dylan Brooks has been trying to play this Draymond Green role for Memphis that Draymond played for the Warriors for the last decade. Except he's trying to play the role of Draymond without the Draymond production. Like, whether you like it or not, Draymond would get you 10, 8, and 7. Whether you like it or not, Draymond was your emotional leader. Whether you like it or not, Draymond was a guy to step up, get in guys' face, play hard. He was a defensive player of the year. You can't take that away. Like, whether you like him or not, like, he was a defensive player of the year. The Warriors won four rings with him, right? So you look at Dylan Brooks, he's trying to play that role. Except for he was doing it like he was a dirty player. Like to me, Draymond, he did some goofy stuff, but he played hard. You could tell he was he played tough. And at times did he do dirty things? Yeah, we like it happens in sports. But he was never a consistently, in my opinion, in my opinion, Draymond was never consistently like a dirty player. Like you could say Chris Paul consistently has shown that he he like does dirty things. Dylan Brooks over the past two years has shown you like when people show you who they are, believe them. Dylan Brooks has shown us that he is a dirty player over the last two years. So with no rings, no defense player of the year award, no production, nothing but talking and antics and WWE outfits going to the game, no production gets you this result of basically the Grizzlies saying, we're not going to keep you around. And people, people are talking about how it's a little harsh the way they came out, right? People are saying, oh, they didn't have to say under any circumstances. Um, it, yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. They didn't have to say that. They could have just said. And it's crazy how this stuff comes out. I mean, 
I think in sports and in entertainment, the stuff that gets leaked a lot of the times, like 80% of the times, is the stuff that people want to get leaked, like secretly. Um, so I think the Grizzlies quickly jumped on this and was like, for the head coach's job, for guys around the locker room, for the organization, they quickly jumped on this and were like, hey, we got to take care of something. Let's just let it be known that Dylan Brooks will not, like no questions asked, will not be coming back. And like I said, people were talking about how it was a little harsh how they came out, how they said under no circumstances. They could have just said, oh, we're not going to re be resigning Dylan Brooks. But they, like I said, they wanted to make it known. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about how they're using Dylan Brooks as the fall guy. You know, they got him. They did all this talking. They got they won a bunch of games. They became the number two seed. And then they get embarrassed by the Lakers in a series that, you know, yeah, they lost Jaw for a game, but they still won that game. Like it was a 4-2 series. Um, Lakers probably, if they didn't like BS around, could have got them out of there in five. It was embarrassing. They definitely, as a as an organization, got embarrassed the way they talked, the way they handled themselves, and off the court stuff leading up to the playoffs. Right, the Grizzlies are a young team, but how much can we use that as an excuse? Right, how often can we use that as an excuse? Oh, they're a young team. They got young players. Man, these guys are still grown men in the NBA. They're still professionals. Got to take care of business. At some point, you got to grow up, mature, and take care of business. But the Grizzlies clearly have a culture problem, right? They have way do way too much talking. They like do way too much st stuff off of the court. I think their social media, which is huge, like the, I know coaches, players, and organization have nothing to do with marketing and social media aspect of the things. But their social media people play into that and as fans that's how we see that's how we get a lot of our our news feed our sports feed through twitter instagram then they feed into that they feed into the dylan brooks villain stuff they feed into the um john morant talking shit and talking about how all oh, they're not they're not worried about anybody in the west right Kyrie comes we're not worried katie comes we're not worried um but when you do like when what you do off the court overshadows what you're like you're on the court production, it's a problem. It, it becomes a huge problem. This is within sports. This is just within life. Like you can't go to your job and you're like everything that you're doing outside of work coming into your job and now it's affecting how you perform your colleagues. Like it turns into an issue. Um, you know this the Grizzlies had this. I think we all. It's so crazy how it flipped, right? Our fan perception, or most of us, like, fan perception of the Grizzlies flipped so quickly within a calendar year. Last year at this at this time, they were in the second round. Um, they had just beat the Wolves in the first round. But the Grizzlies were a young team. They had an up-and-coming John Morant. It's, like, similar to this year, right? But they had this confidence about them and this swagger about them, this energy about them. Like, it was almost like the Kings this year. Like, how we were all kind of rooting for, like, we want to see the Kings, like, even though they're a higher seed, they're still an underdog in our eyes. We want to see them win and go as far and take this thing. They're exciting to watch. The Grizzlies were that last year. They had this confidence about them, but it quickly turned into arrogance. It quickly turned into something that it was like, all right, you guys, calm down a little bit. You guys doing a little too much you haven't won anything you guys don't have any awards like let's let's hold the brakes a little bit and like i said they they played into that they saw that they fed off of that and but they took it it's a little like i love confidence i be yourself be confident do what you got to do to win games you got to the number two seed doing what you do be you right 
big advocate for that in any in any aspect like in your job in your life like you have to be you to be successful can't try to be somebody else but you also have to know like how far am i taking this right am i still like again am i is my production overriding what i'm talking about and up until they lost to the lakers they were number two seed like they, their production was showing we can do these things and still win games. When you get embarrassed in the first round by the seventh seed, I don't care if it's LeBron and AD, you get embarrassed the way like that, something has to change. You guys got to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, what were we doing wrong? Maybe we, like, we're focused on other things a little bit more than we are on the court production. And the sad part about this whole thing is, yes, man, somebody has to take the fall. That's just what it's going to be. That literally happens in every profession, at every level. When you don't like meet expectations, it has to land somewhere. The bullet has to land somewhere. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, the sad thing is it just happened to land. Like, it's it's landing, like, on Dylan Brooks, right? And, but, again... Dylan Brooks made it easy for him to be the fall guy because he did not play well at all in that Lakers series. He had times throughout the year where he played great. He made big shots. Think about the Warriors games in the middle of the season. Like He had some good moments, a little bit. He had a little bit of good moments. But in the NFL, right, just because it's, like I, it's ingrained in me, I've studied it. They, they talk about this all the time in the NFL. They talk about guys not doing anything that they, that will get them cut, right? It's it's like when you're in camp and you're that fringe guy, you're an undrafted free agent, or you're like on the they might cut you. It's about not doing things like don't make them give don't give them a reason to cut you, like don't get in trouble off the field because if you're on the fringe, hey, just cut you, bring somebody else in. Don't show up late to meetings. Don't slack at practice don't take half-ass reps don't make it easy for them to cut you right brooks literally did like the opposite of like that he made it easy he did all this talking he played into the villain role and i, I bet like for dylan brooks it's gotta hurt for sure right it's gotta this gotta it has to sting because you gave your heart to that team, you tried to play hard, you you tried to be that three and D guy that they needed, and be the heart and soul of the team. And but he, in the end, bro, he brought he bought way too much into that villain role, instead of actually being what some people call like the emotional leader of the team. Like when you're playing that role, that guy that like is like a little bit off, like the guy that you're like, I hate to play against, but I love to play with. It. It's a certain, it's a very important role in all of sports. In all of team sports, there's always that guy on the team. It's extremely important that you play that, like that somebody is playing that role, but you have to, you have to, it's a it's a line that you're teetering, right? You have to play it well. You can't do too much. And we saw it with uh, Draymond Green in football. You can think of some guys like, uh, come to mind, James Harrison for the Steelers, outside linebacker. Production again. He was a pro bowler, led the league in sacks a couple times, but he was that emotional leader that teetered the line of like, you know, we think of a T.O. We think of a, a Des Bryant, a little bit different because wide receivers are just divas. But you're playing that role of I'm the emotional leader. I can get this thing riled up and like it take us where we need to take us, but you have to like, you know, just do not cross that line. I think Dylan Brooks. Sadly, he, he kind of crossed, and I think the last 
thing, like for the, for the Grizzlies, it was probably this guy talked about all oh, the bronze, all oh, I poke bears, all this BS that he was talking, and then Bron goes out there. You guys lose by 20. He goes 20 and 20 on your head, and then you guys lose by 40 in the last game, and it's just an embarrassment. And it's like, it's easy to point the finger at, like, okay, Dylan Brooks, you are the one. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't lose you this series, he, but he, he talked. He didn't back it up. He didn't play well. So now somebody's got to take this fall. But the Grizzlies as a whole, they have a culture problem. And if they want to take it to the next step, they got to get some, some other pieces around. John Moran's got to take the next step into being – not only a superstar, but a top five player in the league. And I mean, eventually this got to mature. As a team, as an organization, they got to grow up and be like, okay, who are we on the court? Let's stop all the BS off the court. Let's just focus on ball for the next however many months of this year. Um, but yeah, shout out Dylan Brooks, I guess. And how about how about these NBA playoffs, right? The NBA playoffs, I. I it's been so great because, like, a handful of years ago, right, when it was just Cleveland and the Warriors, you saw them every single year, it seemed like, and Ebron made it to nine straight finals. When these super teams kind of took over the league, uh, I guess when you can say when Bron went to the Heat, or even going back to when the Celtics got, I'm gonna, actually, yeah, I'm going to take it back, when the Celtics got KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. Take all the way back because since then we saw, what, the, the Celtics make it two years two out of the three years in the Lakers, and then it was Miami for four more years, and then it was Cleveland and the Golden State Warriors for the next. Like, it was, the, you saw basically the same teams in the finals since 2008. And it's been great to see the last couple of years, right? We saw Toronto get one. Uh, we saw the Celtics in it again last year, even though the Warriors won it. And we saw Milwaukee get one against Phoenix. And this year, again, you just, you truly don't know. Like, the Heat and the Knicks series is going to be amazing, and it's crazy to me to think that either one of those teams can beat. Like, I was I was so certain that Milwaukee was going to get to the conference finals easy. I was so certain that after they lost that it didn't matter again who Miami, but like watching that Miami-Knicks series or these last two games, I'm like, man, either of these teams can definitely take Philly or Boston to seven games. And it's, it's clear that we've seen in this playoffs that anything can happen. I think this is the NBA playoffs that as fans we needed, we wanted. We love the excitement. We love the uncertainty of who's going to win. We just love great basketball. It's high-level basketball at its finest games going down to the wire. And perfect example, man. It, that was a finals game six last night. A finals game, whatever you want to call it. Last night against LA in the Warriors, man, Bron, Steph going at it with Clay, AD, and I said it, I said it last, or I said it last pod, last show. Um, I'm sure, sure every media outlet person has been saying this as well, that for the Lakers to win, for the Lakers to have their shot at this series, AD is gonna have to play like a top three player in the league that he has shown he can be, and he came out and did it. 30 points, 23 boards. Like five assists, Braun had 20, 10, and five. I mean, you get 30 points, 20 boards. That's legendary stuff. Now, can he consistently do that? Are you asking AD to put up 30 and 20 every like for three more times? Can you can he do that four times in a series? Probably not. I mean, he probably like you know you're not asking him to do that. But if you can give me 25 and 13, give me 25 and 15, like. But he took his game to the next level. There's no money in the Warriors that can stop him. If I'm Braun, I'm in 80s. He'll like just get boosting his confidence for this next playoff run. 
I'm in his ear talking about, bro, nobody can guard you. You're the best player out here. Take over, do your thing. I need that every single night. Rest up, you got a day off every single night. And AD stepped up to the plate. I wonder if they're going to step up tomorrow. If you can do it, like, again, he's going to have to do it three more times. Like, three more wins, win the series out. He doesn't have to do it for seven games. But if he can do it for four, the Lakers got a good shot. It's crazy, man. That game went down to the wire. The Warriors came back. Steph doing what Steph does. Clay hit some shots. Draymond. I saw Ryan Clark say that this morning, that he hates when Draymond doesn't even look at the basket. And I feel like the same way. I feel like they pass him the rock at the top of the key, and he's like immediately looking to pass. He doesn't even look at the basket. It's just like he just turns his back, and he's looking. And I get it. Like, it's, it's worked for so long, but you have to stress the defense a little bit. And when Draymond, like, sometimes he'll actually go to the basket, and it's like he's not even looking to score. Like, the layups he makes, it's almost like he's just trying to throw it up, maybe draw a foul. Um, they had a late one late in the game where Draymond, the clock was running down. Draymond drove and basically just threw it off the, the glass. And I was like, man, that was an ugly take. Right? It was a, a terrible, just nasty-looking take. But the game still came out to the wire. People were mad at Jordan Poole for taking that shot from like 30 feet out. Hey, look, I'm not mad at Jordan Poole. Only because we've seen Jordan Poole hit that shot plenty of times. We've seen him hit big threes. You, as The Warriors had kind of given him the green light to take those type of shots. The fans, the media, they were calling Jordan Poole the third splash brother. All this good stuff. So you can't be mad when Jordan Poole gets an open look. And he feels like he can make that shot. Right? You can't be mad at him. I mean, yeah, you got Steph on the court. Yeah, you got Clay on the court. You'd like to see somebody else take that shot. But the Warriors have given him the green light the past couple years to take those type of shots. So you can't be mad at him for feeling confident. I love the I love the like the memes of Carlton. Um, if you watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air of Carlton throwing the, taking the ball from Will and throwing the, the the half court heave and it hitting the wall and he was so certain that it was going in and they were saying that was Jordan Poole man that was hilarious but yeah Jordan Poole I'm not mad at him for taking that shot I'm not mad but man it's gonna be a series it's gonna be a series I think this series is gonna go to seven um. But the Lakers grabbing one in Golden State is huge. I think that's huge for them. Uh, they got one more. Like I said, AD's going to have to do that. Bronze to play better, like play up to that standard. He wasn't playing his best game scoring-wise. But like we said, man, like they kind of had a, a meltdown. Like they just tightened up. It was like at the end of a 400-meter of a or 200. Like when you just tighten up, that's what it felt like when they were like up 15 with like six minutes left and, they, and the Warriors came back. But other than that, like the game, if they had closed out correctly, the game wouldn't have been close. And Braun doesn't have to put up 28 to 35 points if AD can do what he does. And, man, I'm excited for that series. The Philly-Boston, like James Harden going crazy. They play tonight. Um, I think Embiid, MVP. Embiid, MVP. I, I think it's... I almost said this to somebody yesterday at training. I think that LeBron kind of didn't ruin the MVP, but they were just like, we can't keep giving it to LeBron because from 2008 or 2007 to like 2019, 18, bronze like last year in Cleveland, first year in LA type, the MVP award honestly could have gone to LeBron James 
like 90% of those years, right? There's probably a couple years where guys, like Giannis's year was much deserved, but I think he won it the year after. Steph Curry's year, um, you know, but he changed the MVP award and for like Jokic has two. Like Nikola Jokic has back-to-back -back MVPs and he was one like vote, like a few votes away Oh, actually, and I'll take that back. He was one place away. He got second place this year. He was one place away from being back-to-back-to-back -back -back MVPs, which would have to put him in the conversation of best players of all time, right? And if you watch Nicole, like, Nicole Jokic is amazing. He's a great basketball player. I did a video on how underrated Nikola Jokic is. But I don't know. I don't, I don't watch Nikola Jokic play and say, man, he's a top 10 player of all time. I just, that's, so they, they, like, he, the two MVPs are deserving, but they changed the way they gave out the, they were just like, we just can't keep getting this to LeBron, but shout out to MB, man, he deserved it, he, I didn't know he averaged that many points, I'm not gonna lie, he had like 32 or something like that, averaged 32 points a game this year, over 30, that's, for a big man, that's amazing, I think if he, like, if he plays up to the, his MVP standard, what he's been doing all season long, man, Philly's going to win this series. And, I mean, who can Bam out of Bio Garden from Miami? Can Mitchell Robinson guard in New York? It's going to be some good matchups over there. They still got to get past Boston. I think if Boston loses, do they break up Brown and Tatum? Like, I, I know they've been talking about it for a little bit. It's a little different than the Dame and, and CJ McCollum because... Brown and Tatum have made it far in the playoffs plenty and plenty of times. But maybe it's the loss of Ime Udoka. Who knows? But I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with that Celtics, Philly, uh, Celtics and Philly series. Or Philadelphia series, sorry. But other than that, man, you have some good NBA going on. I'm sure I'll have some good NFL news for you guys later. Appreciate you guys tapping in with me. Until next time. Peace.